Hey everybody, this is Kirk Schlichter's Unredacted Podcast, Special Election Edition. And um, let me uh, let me break it down, because I'm, I'm going for a walk, because i got to do two things at once, because i got to get this out. You have to hear what I have to say. Here goes. Let's start this way. So, Hannibal crosses the Alps, right? He crosses the Alps, he brings elephants over, brings his well-trained army from Spain all the way into northern Italy. The Romans move up, and, uh, well, his, his army crushes them, and then crushes them again, pretty badly. Romans tire a new strategy. They're going to they're gonna hang back, not attack directly, bide their time, let them wear down. They do that for a while. But being Romans doesn't sit well with them. So they get a new, uh, a new consul. He decides he's going to attack. He does it at a place called Cannae. It goes badly. It goes really badly. Romans get wiped out. Up to 80,000 of them dead. Now, the Roman army was composed largely of people with property, people with farms. And there were a lot of uh, of powerful people there. 80 senators got killed, one of the consuls at least. It was a massacre. It was a disaster. Rome didn't know what to do for a little while, but they knew what not to do. They knew not to be little bitches and give up. So they rebuilt their army. And eventually they went to Carthage, which is where Hannibal came from, and they leveled it. Sewed it with salt, killed or enslaved everybody. They won in the end because they didn't act like little bitches who gave up. Holy shit. What what is wrong with people? Really, truly, what is wrong with people? All I see this morning except a few hardcore folks. There's a, woe is me, this is awful, this is bad. Stop being little bitches, okay? Stop it. Now, I don't think you are. I don't think that's what you're doing. But I sure as heck think that there are a lot of folks on our side who are doing exactly that. Stop it. Cease doing so. Good Lord, we're doomed, we're gonna totally lose. Shut up, jeez. God, Lord, we haven't lost anything yet. Nothing. Nada. Zip. In fact, we're doing better than expected in the Senate. We're actually gaining in the House. And, of course, we got all these outstanding states. And, yeah, the scam is on. The fix is in. They're cheating. But, you know, we have a president who got up and said what had to be said. We're not going to let you steal this. It's not going to happen. Well, that's the way to do it. We're going to have to go back and we're going to have to fight. Now, everybody's going to be against us. We get that. The media, the sissies. Everybody's going to tell us we should just roll over and take it. Let every vote be counted. Well, every legal vote. But, you know, when we see this nonsense about, you know, here's 150,000 mystery ballots and they're all for Biden. Okay? No. That's fraud. That's cheating. We will not tolerate it. Fight every inch. Never give up. But importantly, don't whine. We're doomed. We are not doomed. And even if we do lose today, remember the Romans. The flower of Roman manhood wiped out. Utterly destroyed. The Romans give up. Nope. They said, oh, well, time to get back in the game. And they raise another army. They could not conceive of losing. That was one of their gifts, 
Rome, Roman history is full of defeats. Teutonburg Forest, Karahe, which you know, out in uh, Persia, where uh, Crassus screwed up, and the you know the Persians ended up pouring uh, molten gold down his throat, supposedly. That was a big loss. Lots of losses. Romans lost a lot. Why, why then were they the most effective empire ever? I mean, like a thousand years and more if you want to count the Byzantines. Because they wouldn't freaking give up. It never occurred to them that they could lose. Stop thinking you can lose. Because if you open up yourself to the possibility of losing, then you can lose. If you refuse to accept the possibility of defeat, if it, if it just never occurs to you, if you take a hit and immediately go, okay, get up, get back in the ring, you're going to do okay in the long run. I'm not saying we're going to not have bad nights. I'm not saying that sometimes stuff isn't going to go our way. I am saying if we refuse to embrace defeat, then we have an incredible power that we need to unleash. So, it's okay, to, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be annoyed or angry or filled with righteous indignation at what is manifestly a scam, a lie, and a fraud. But I don't want to hear a gosh damn bitching about it. You know, don't send me a text. Go, we're all doomed. We're all going to die. Don't want to hear it. Save it. Save it. I'm not listening. Because I got work to do. I have a victory to win. Don't you have a victory to win? Don't we have important stuff to do? We do. Remember, the Romans at Canai. They got clobbered, which we haven't been here. This is no Canai. They just said, oh, okay. All right. Build ourselves a new army. Go back and do it again. Until we win. That's us. That's our play. That's how we need to do it. There are plenty of people out there. And I'm walking up a hill now, so I sound like a locomotive. There are plenty of people out there who are comfortable in failure. Failure is easy. Failure is so easy. You can, all you gotta do is just lose. And it's not scary anymore because you're done. It's not hard. Yeah, you live on your knees. Yeah, you're a surf. But you know, the strenuousness of actually accomplishing something, that's, that's off the table. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You're free. You are free of rights and obligations. Both. You won't have either. So, all right, at the top of the hill. How, how, how symbolic. So we got to climb up a hill. So what? Was saving our country supposed to be easy? Was saving our country supposed to be, you know, a gimme? Did we just kind of do it and, you know, there it is. That are, are our opponents unserious? Are they not committed? We need to be committed. So, now look, I'm probably preaching to the choir, or put in Roman terms, the 10th Legio, Legion. 10th was Caesar's, and they were very elite. 
Spanish largely, by the way, just throwing that out there. You guys are ready to fight. You guys are ready to do it. So when I'm talking, I'm giving you this little pep talk, I'm not really talking to you. I'm, I want to give you ammunition to talk to the faint hearts out there, the weak hearts. Because most people are not strong. Why do you think we have sergeants? Right? You know, why do they have centurions? Because when shit goes south, man, people want to turn around and DD mouth the opposite direction. You got to have somebody standing right there. It's not enough to have the general down the road, but the general's got to be there too. You got to have somebody right there going, hey, get your shit together. Get a hold of yourself. Smack. Okay? That's your job. You are the centurions. You are the NCOs. You are the sergeants. Because you're out there with other folks. So when you see other folks, oh, we're doomed. Grab them. Smack them around like that that kid in airplane. Or woman in airplane. I think it's a woman in airplane. I don't remember. The one who's going crazy, we're all going to die. Smack, smack. And then they line up, and the guy's got like brass knuckles and like a baseball bat and a gun. That's you. Get in line. Bring your tools. So, Kurt, how are we going to fight this fight? Well, we're going to fight in the courtroom. We're going to fight it in the voting bo- or in the uh, counting rooms. We're going to fight it every step of the way. Well, what are we going to do if Biden wins? What are we going to do if Biden wins? We're going to suck it up and take it the hell back. That's what we're going to do. But Biden's really horrible. Yeah, that's why we want him out. Hey, look on the bright side. It's not like he'll be running things. Wait, that's not a bright side. In any case, the simple and indisputable fact is that history will march on. And we need to be there. If this is important to us, then we need to do it. We need to get this done. We don't need to sit around like whiny little bitches complaining because it was mean and they were mean to us. Fight. I don't guarantee we'll win this battle. You know? Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But I do guarantee we will win this war. As long as we remember the Romans. And when not in Rome, do as the Romans do anyway. So that's my little pep talk. Let me talk about some other stuff. What have we learned from this election? What, have we, what, what lessons have we internalized? Well, I would say we've learned that the media is garbage. But uh, surprise, we already knew the media was garbage. That is... See, the definition of learning something is that you didn't know it before. Dude, we do it. I don't think we appreciated the depth of their suck. I don't think we appreciated just how completely they have cast off any kind of pretense of being objective, neutral truth tellers. Though they still want to be treated with the respect and honor due objective, neutral truth tellers. So kind of They want to have their cake and eat it, too. Now, I understand why you would want to have your cake and eat it, too. I would like a a never-ending cake that I could eat, and I would have more cake. I would like that. That is not a realistic proposition. They wish to have all the rewards that come with being 
objective neutral tooth tellers without any of the, you know, hard stuff that comes with being an objective neutral tooth teller. Like objective neutral tooth truth telling. I mean, when we saw, you know, suddenly, hey, here's 150,000 votes and why they're all for Biden. <laughs> now, as someone who believes in science, which I hear is very important, I also uh, understand the, the chances of that happening, but they're low. I think somebody calculated it was like, you know, 10 to the 6 zillionth or something. Obviously, it's fraud. It is manifestly fraud. And you would think that the media would be, hey, this sounds like a great story. Look at that. Now, now they remember, they support the cheating. So the media is worse than ever. Now, here's the problem for us. We have been developing our own alternative media. And you probably saw us on a town hall yesterday. And it was on a bunch of other internet shows that completely bypassed the... Uh, the mainstream media. And I'm going to start throwing Fox in there. I think we need to throw Fox in as mainstream media. I'll be, uh, interesting, like, I got a text going, you're, you're, these, these shows you're on, on the internet, they're much more informative than Fox. Yeah. Fox was a disaster. Okay, Fox, Fox is becoming the Drudge Report. You know, calling Virginia with like six votes in. Wait, you know, it's 99.99%. You know, for Florida, and they're, like, still on the edge. Hiring a Democrat to uh, run the uh, decision desk. Uh, Arizona, completely botched up. We're absolutely positive Arizona has uh, gone for Biden. Well, it may go for Biden. But, boy, as I record this on uh, Wednesday morning, there are a lot of people going, who, who are actually in Arizona, going, uh, nope, nope. That's not how it's working. And the Biden campaign is uh, is uh, quite certain that we, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, Trump campaign is quite certain that we're going to take it. So they called it. You know, what a, uh, what a cluster, huh? You know, Fox, Fox has been doing this, you know. Remember, they're the guys who stepped on uh, people for uh, mentioning Soros, Newt Gingrich. They are the guys who gave us... Uh, Chris Wallace, even Tucker Carlson, who is the only, you know, practically the only reason left to watch Fox. Okay, Handy's okay, Ingram's okay, and I like a few of the Fox folks, you know, Jesse and uh, Greg Gutfeld, and I like uh, Britt Hume, but boy, Tucker just gave it to me. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you people? And he's, you know, mark my words, at some point, somebody's going to start his own alternate thing, which is actually conservative. And uh, they're going to offer uh, Tucker the money and Tucker's going to take it because he is, the, he is the Howard Stern of conservative radio or conservative TV. And as you recall, Howard Stern got a boatload of money to go off to Sirius XM off of uh, terrestrial radio. That's what he did. So... And then without Tucker... Who's, uh, any of you guys watching Fox anymore? I mean, I, I, I like so. Katie, Katie Pavlik's a contributor. I like, like a lot of them. But, uh, you know, uh, hardcore conservatives have become few and far between on Fox. That's just a fact. You know? You just, they're, they just don't get called. 
And there's there's a reason for that. These things happen for a reason. It's not just like an accident. Hey, have you noticed we were, man, have you noticed that nobody was, we're not having anybody who sports a president on? Really, I haven't noticed that. No, seriously. Wow. Good point. No, they want to position themselves some other way for some other reason. There's lots of speculation, you know. You know, is this something in the Murdoch family? I don't know what it is. I'm not sure I care. Because we conservatives have uh, shown that we'll walk. I mean, we will walk. We got a lot of people viewing our stuff yesterday. You know, and the various internet shows, a lot, a lot of people. I mean, not 10 million, but, you know, people are starting to go, eh, I don't think I have to do the traditional TV thing. And you don't. So, I think, uh, like I said, you know, you remember... Remember, we used to check the Drudge Report. I used to check the Drudge Report several times a day. I haven't looked at it, except ironically, to see if it was still there in years. I mean, years. Just, I just don't. I go see Citizen Free Press or Dan Bagino's site or whatever. Always Instapunda. Always. And, of course, Town Hall will update you on all the important information that you need. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we're finding out who our friends are. Now, what's this mean for the GOP? Well, it means the GOP is definitely going to change. We, we are now a nationalist party. We're now a workers, uh, working man's party. Uh, and we are open to everybody of every... Uh, Race, religion, and creed. We got un, uh, unbelievable numbers of Hispanic, black, and Jewish voters that we were told we would not get. Well, we got them. Because we actually asked for them. Actually took them seriously. Actually met their need. And it wasn't this kind of, you know, condescending stuff. You know? It was, hey, I'm going to give you a job. I'm going to give you an economy where you can work and support your family. That's what sold us. So we're, you know, we saw pretty, uh, pretty incredible new numbers, and I think it's, uh, I think it's only going to get better, because I think there is, you know, the Democrats stopped being the working man's party. It started being the uh, lawyers, professors, and diversity consultants who work with the HR department party, and uh, I think there's still a lot of people who vote Democrat by habit. I think that'll change. We need to be the party of people who work, people a party who have small businesses. Definitely not be the big corporation party. That's, you know, again, the Democrats. Five to one Wall Street money flown to the Dems. That's pretty incredible. But that's what happened. So, anywho, I think we're going to see that be an important change. An important new direction, if you will, for us. So anyway, I think I've yacked long enough. I think I've monologued long enough. I will talk to you next Monday. Always watch my town hall stuff. I got more work to do. I got to keep finishing Crisis, the new Kelly Turnbull novel, which will be out 1123. 
Of course, I have to uh, figure out how this whole crazy thing ends so I can write that into the book because it's torn from the pages. Let's just hope this, uh, let's hope Crisis doesn't become nonfiction like the rest of my novels. Follow me on Twitter. You're already a VIP, so chill out there. I will be in touch. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.